I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Resource Real Talk about real estate. I'm Gabe Pruitt. And I'm Jay Pitts. And we are joined today by a good friend of ours, a very early host, uh, a co-host of the show uh, from way back in the day. If you're one of our original listeners, you'll remember him. It's Mr. Tom Tool. Uh, and today he's come back to kind of revisit some of what we talked about before and, and give us an update on where on where his world is at now. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so Tom was like one of our first, I don't know if it was like second, third, fourth episode, something like that. Uh, titled, if you're following on either SoundCloud or on iTunes, the title of the episode is The Minion Model and where Tom and I kind of got into a conversation about good teams versus bad team structures. So, but sure. Tom, is, Tom is back today. Tom is a, is a, uh, is a, a renaissance man of real estate, if you will. Hmm. And has a lot to offer. So (laughs) you hear him laughing in the background. I haven't even brought you in yet, bro. Um, No, just to tell you a little bit more about Tom. Tom uh, runs an amazing team with Remax Mainline in suburban Philadelphia. uh, Services that whole market, even downtown. And $70 million in 2017, 223 transactions with five agents. I think that's kind of like the the kicker. The most impressive part is is the productivity per agent. Top 100 team in 2017 with Remax nationally. So pretty impressive. Congrats on that, Tom. And we're going to get into a little bit more of what Tom's doing now and some new things that he's brought to his business. Tom, welcome in, brother. Thanks for having me, fellas. Really appreciate it. So you you have the honor, the distinct honor, I would like to say it's an honor, I hope it's an honor, <laughs> of being the first two-time guest on uh, on Resource. So what do you think about that? Well, I, you know, I mean, I think you might need to get some uh, better friends here, Jay, because uh, <laughs> you need to have some better guests than me coming on twice. Uh, you know, all kidding aside, uh, honored to be here, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you think I'm relevant enough to have on twice, knowing that you've been doing this as long as you have. Well, I I really appreciate those kind words, uh, and it's and it's it's a big deal coming from you. And yes, of course you're relevant. Um, but yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna try some new stuff today, man. And and we thought that uh, we really really enjoyed having you the first time, and we really you know enjoy having you back uh, for um, you know this so some new things and some kind of new directions maybe that we might be taking with the show here. Uh, we have a very loyal listenership. Uh, and, and like I said, I mean, I called you a Renaissance man. I wasn't really joking. I was really kind of being serious because you got a lot, a lot to share. And, and I, you know, one thing that I think is important for our listeners is that we not take our very, uh, balanced and intrepid guests and put them in a box. We've, we've kind of, um, focused on teaching and we focused on, you know, topical issues and, and one directional kind of things. But I just realized I woke up one day and I said, you know what? Our guests have so much to share on a variety of things. So somebody like you, I don't want to pigeonhole you to talk about team structure. I just want to make this a little more conversational and just kind of see what else you have to share to our listeners. So we're going to get into a few things today. We'll talk about your new show, Agent Hacks, which I know is a phenomenal success uh, in its infancy. Um, and, and kind of talk about what you're doing there. I mean, we could talk about, you know, your your phone junkie status, like crushing expired listings up there in Philly. We could talk about, 
you know, your team. We can talk about a lot of things, man. But um, I, I, I do have um, a little, you know, sidebar um, that I'd like to start off with, which, which our listeners who know you may not expect and they may not even know about. Um, and it's something that you and I have done together and, and some, some um, you know, some kind of relevancy to a recent episode that we did. We had a gentleman by the name of Michael Bush with Northwestern Mutual, and we talked about a, an all-important topic for real estate agents, which is retirement. And you and I both know that uh, most agents don't think about retirement. They're worried about driving a nicer car, making an extra sale, you know, or even just getting to goals. I mean, the best and worst of us, I think, have are guilty of not focusing enough on retirement. So um, you and I have participated together in some real estate investing ventures, so to speak. Um, why don't you tell, us, tell our listeners what led you down that path? And we can get into some specifics if you want, but what led you to that? What, what, what was the thought process behind getting into real estate investing? Well, you brought up a good point there where a lot of agents don't think about retirement. And a little background on Jay, I know you know this. So my father uh, has been selling real estate since 1978. So literally since I was like a two or three year old kid, I still see the same people at my office now that I'm in my mid to late thirties that were here at the beginning and they're getting older. Uh, and, and I don't want to be in that position where I don't have a plan because like you said, a lot of agents, they think about driving a nicer car or ha- having, having things that are more material than, than, than wealth building, which is something that really got hit home to me from some of the same circles that we run in and, and really having a plan. Uh, and then to take it one step further, there's a, there's a book called The Millionaire Next Door. And you know, it's, it's a good book, but specifically there was, there was a, a story in there where they compared two doctors. And, and I'll, I'll never forget this. It's like ingrained in my mind. When they say Dr. A buys a new Porsche every year and he lives in the most exclusive neighborhood in the, in, in the community. And, they go on lavish vacations. That sounds pretty cool. And then Dr. B, he drives like a, like a used nice car. He lives in a nice neighborhood, but it's not the most exclusive in the area. You know, they, they, and they do a lot of investing and they end up making the same amount of money each year. But Dr. A has to make that money just to float his lifestyle versus Dr. B is building wealth, building more and has a plan so that he can retire and doesn't have to run his practice soon. So, that really hit home for me. And that's why I looked into things like having a SEP, a SEP IRA, a retirement account for realtors, um, investing in property. Um, and not only, you know, the mistake I see a lot of people make is they buy based on appreciation and they don't try to get the asset to perform and hopefully appreciate. So we've kind of taken that strategy because you want to be diversified in this because I I don't, I I like selling real estate. I've made my bones doing it, but I don't want to be doing it forever, forever. And that's, uh, I don't know that a lot of agents think that way. No, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. Couldn't agree more. You know, it's funny, like you and I know each other pretty well, right? We know each other well mm-hmm. enough for you to, you know, uh, you know, be kind enough to be on this podcast twice. And, you know, we've, we've done, you know, some business together. We know each other for a few years now, but like, it's funny how you see, and I'm going to digress for a moment, how you, you you know like you and I I mean we we got the Peloton thing going on we got a lot of friends <laughs> yeah. that that like the same things but you know you mentioned the book the millionaire next door and I read that book Tom when I was first graduated college 
is one that my dad gave me, and he said, you need to read this book. And it's funny to just hear parallels that you didn't know exist from somebody that you think you know pretty well, because that's what just happened. But I, I absolutely agree with you uh, on the retirement thing. And it's funny that you mentioned the SEP IRA. That was something that Mike Bush talked last week, uh, you know, or I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now on the podcast about an integral part of a self-employed person's retirement. So, um, all right. So you kind of, you kind of gave us the broad strokes there. You've, as far as real estate investing goes, you have done something that most haven't, right? You've found a way to invest outside of your market. Okay. And I know you didn't start off with that. You started off with an investment a little closer to home, but you know, what led you now you're in, you're in suburban Philadelphia. We just told our listeners that, right? So you're, you're, you know, more new England than Midwestern. Um, you know, obviously the price of real estate there is slightly, if not significantly more expensive than here in Kentucky. Um, but you, you moved out of market. Okay. What, what, what led you to that? That's a great question. So, uh, I'm 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 sure you've talked about this on some of the other episodes. So Jay and I we 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 coach with uh, Tom Ferry coaching. Uh, I think the first time I met you was in Seattle. This was like two was. or three years ago, maybe a little over three years ago. And and I remember sitting there and we were sitting next to each other. We we had just met, and people were talking about going outside their market to invest and looking at the returns on investment they can get on these properties versus where they are. And the particular person they were talking about lived in California. So mm-hmm. if you think my price point's higher than yours, Absolutely. go to California and see what you get. For, um, I mean, our, our average sale price is around 330 So that was interesting to me. And then what I found was I, I had been looking for real estate investments and I didn't see anything that was really getting me too excited because you're putting so much cash into these places and, and you're not, the return is good, but it, it, it's a lot of cash out. So I kind of sat on that. And I think I saw you again, like six months later. Yep. And we, we talked about it again. Um, and I, I have family that lives in Northern Kentucky. So I'm, I'm familiar sure. with Kentucky. It's not like it's a totally foreign place to me. I knew you. Uh, and more importantly, there was, there was trust there because not yep. only do you sell real estate, but you have a property management company, which to me is very valuable because I don't want to be doing anything with these. And except you know, buying them, having someone manage them. There's a lot of value in that to me. So I can go out and do what's the highest and best use of my time. So uh, what what I looked at is, are there better opportunities out there? And am I not thinking big enough? And for, in that six month period, it progressed pretty fast because I think we, after that was like October. And then we closed on our first place, like right in January or in December, it was somewhere yep. around there. So I know we had like, I think it was January because we had just had my third daughter and it was like two weeks afterwards. I was flying out to close on the first place. So uh, it, it progressed pretty fast. And what I saw as the opportunity is that it's 2018. You don't have to do things the way they've always been done. There's so much nope. technology available. There's the ability to have you video a property for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way we communicate, it, it, it's so much easier doing this than it would have been even 10, 10 years, ago. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And you know, when we were both selling real estate 10 years ago. So yeah. the, the the technology and where we are made this a possibility. And then on, on top of that, having the trust and the relationship with someone local on the ground, that's what really made it happen for me. But but the individual who turned us on to this, she went out and interviewed people where, where they ended up. I think they were in, in Tennessee, I want to say. And yeah. she went out, interviewed agents, booked them up online, did all the same stuff. So really, it's a matter of 
thinking outside the box, but also investing something I know, which is real estate. Because I mean, there, there's a lot of other things you can invest in. I'm really comfortable with real estate because that's what I deal with every day. So sure. it was more taking advantage. I wouldn't say taking advantage because I don't, I don't really, it doesn't sound, sound right to me, but using the relationships I have um, with you and, and some other people to be able to put ourselves in a position where it's a win for everybody. Um, and that's, that, that's what kind of led me to that path. So kind of a long-winded answer there, but I wanted to give everyone the proper perspective of, of what happened. No, I think you hit on the, the, the natural kind of, you know, necessary kind of checkpoints, which is having trust, being able to make a wise and sound investment, right? So, you know, you and I had built that trust to allow you to be able to invest your capital here, right? You trust my judgment, you trust the information that I give you, and, you know, you're able to leverage technology to, you know, see for yourself to give you the level of comfort. I mean, I think if you remember, you you referenced that, you know, your partner came out here to meet mm-hmm. me because he he and I didn't know each other. Um, your business partner came out to meet me. We got the opportunity to meet and he got to hear see it firsthand, not just hear it from you. Um, so that was a whole nother layer of trust that had to be earned. And we saw property. Agreed. He got to put his hands on it and touch it and view it with his own eyes, not just pictures on his you know, on a smartphone, but, um, you know, and then we, and then we, we took one step, right? We bought one house, you know, and not, yep. not 24 apartments, like you one dive in head first. Yeah. No, one house. And, and you see the result and you're like, okay, that works. Can we replicate that? You know, we talk about scale a lot. Like we're business builders, right? We're not, we're not realtors. We are realtors, but we're, we're business builders, Right. Um, we talk about scale a lot. You know, if you, you catch Tom and I in a conversation off air, there's a good chance you're going to catch us talking about how to do more with less. Okay. And that's what this investing was about. And he liked the results that he got. Okay. So we did too. And then he didn't like, you know, the one, the one <laughs> I will say, Tom, you know, we talk about like, you know, graduating to like better, more efficient uses of time and technology. The one thing I couldn't get you out of at first was flying in here to close. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I don't come now. You so don't come now. We figured out, but one, but one of you has to come. So we still haven't crossed that bridge to where you could close without physically being here, at least one of you. But we did figure out that rather than both of you, the partners coming in, only one had to come in. And we figured out that the price of flights dictated that we might want to close on two houses every t- every trip they make <laughs> instead of one. We did that a few times, didn't we? we we've done it a number of times. And, it, you know, we, I mean, some, I think it was an instance even when we were, negotiating like an inspection it was a couple hundred bucks and we already booked our flights and i said look we're out the money anyway might as well just buy this place it's cheaper than changing the flight so it's it's like can you get the seller to come down an extra thousand bucks well that's what the flight costs so don't worry about it (laughs) i'm not walking away from this deal you did try and i think we got some money but it was we we were that was the internal conversation for sure yeah absolutely but um no, but that's that's just it. You know, we haven't really Gabe done an episode on investing a while back, and I don't want to make this entire episode with Tom because he's got so much to say uh, about investing. But it is a, it is a part of I think every you know really really forward thinking real estate person's you know approach to the business game. Sure, I think I think it really is. I think Tom, being the agent that he he is, right, um, the team leader that he is, needs to be thinking about what's next for him. Because crushing phones the way he does and and selling property uh, the way that he does is right. not something you want to do for your entire life, right, dude? I mean, like, that's not that's not in the cards for you twenty years from now. 
it's not. I mean, there, there, there's a point where, you know, I mean, if you look at, and I, you probably could say the same thing for yourself, Jay, where you look at what you were doing even two or three years ago. And you're yeah. like, wow, I can't believe I was doing that now. That doesn't make sense. And, and we, 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 we run our business that way because the, the person I was a couple of years ago, I wouldn't even recognize him now uh, yeah. with, with how I run my business and, and how we try to scale and, and what the best use of our time is. So, you know, scaling is, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's all about progress and trying to get to the next step. And when you have these sort of big goals, I mean, what got, what got us here isn't going to get us to the next level. And that, that, that's really, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Tom, let, let, let's, let's pivot for a second. Okay. Um, tell me in a nutshell, man, and then, then we're going to get to, uh, we're going to get to a new segment that we're Gabe and I, Gabe, you want to give them the little tease on the, on the new segment, the title of the new segment that we're sure. Gonna... So, so Tom, I, we're going to spring this on you in the last second, but we're starting something new here at resource that we're calling resource office hours. Uh, and Jay and I thought of this because we have a lot of high profile guests like yourself, uh, people that are really successful, people that are really leaders in their markets. Uh, and a lot of our listeners, you know, they love to hear, like Jay said before, we don't want to box you in and have you just talk about one thing, uh, because there's a lot of our listeners that would probably love to hear your take on a variety of topics. So we're giving our listeners that opportunity by being able to call in and pose a question uh, that they can have answered right here on the show. And we're starting that with you today. You're, you're going to be our guinea pig today uh, for resource office hours. So we have a no question pressure. from one of our listeners that we want you to answer. We're not going to do it right this moment, but we're going to get to that here in a little bit uh, just to kind of change things up a little well, bit. Well, and, and to be clear, Tom, Gabe and I have not heard the question. Oh, yeah. No. So so we're going to be as surprised as you are as to the content of the question. Now, we know who's asking. It's our listener. We know the profile of our listeners. We actually do know this listener today mm-hmm. um, pretty well, actually. So it will be relevant. Okay? I promise you that. But... Um, but but I think like like we said earlier, like our guests have so much to offer, and we want to give you all an opportunity. And and we know that you know people listen to this show because they want to hear what a lot of times what I have to say. But um, so so I may weigh in with you, but I'm I'm excited to hear how this goes. Oh, I think it'll spark a discussion. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I guarantee it will. But and we'll get to that here in just a minute. But before we do that, man, I want to talk and I want to ask you a nice broad question and kind of see where see where this goes. So I know, and, and a lot of people that are run our circles, right, they know you as the guy that closes expires, right? You've, you've been on stage in front of 6,000 people, right, uh, talking about how to put a system together, like rooted in conversations and scripts and dialogues and being comfortable on the telephone, converting expired listings to business for you and your team. So what would you say it is about the way that you approach, knowing that that's had a huge impact on your business, what would you say it is about the way you approach expired expired listings that has made you the resource that you are on that topic? And I'm taking notes, so no pressure. Just well, Luckily, I've talked about this a lot, so that helps. But uh, um, I would say that there's, there's two fundamental things. One is, uh, the the belief a lot of people have about expired listings, and, and this goes with this doesn't go with any lead source, uh, where you know, people think, oh, their house expired, they must be uncooperative, they must be jerks, they must not be realistic with uh, pricing expectations, they must be people that don't want to sell their house, and 
when you can get past that limiting belief or the, the nonsense in your head, uh, it's going to help you close those people because the facts are they hired a realtor. So they didn't go for sale by owner. They hired a realtor. They brought people through their house, which is a pain in the butt. They had it on the market, and then it still didn't sell. So there was motivation enough that they believed in the concept. They wanted to sell, and they may have likely picked a bad, picked a bad agent. I mean, that, that that's or they may not have gotten the right advice, or or the agent told them what they thought the client wanted to hear instead of what they needed to hear. There's a lot of ways to correct that. So if you can get past that and know that these people wanted to sell their home, why why wouldn't you call them? I mean, sure. If you get, a random call in your office and they say, Hey, I want to sell my property. An agent's going to call them back. These people are no different, but you got to call them. It's an outbound call. So what is it then that makes people not do it? Why, why don't people do it if it's that easy? It's the BS story in their head. They're afraid to do it. They think these people are going to eat them alive. And yes, some of them are tough to deal with. I mean, I, I think you can say that about any business that deals with people. So let's kind of move past that because the reality is, these people, they, they, their home was out there. Like it was on the market and they were bringing people through on a consistent basis. So a lot of people are just afraid or they have some story in their head that's telling them not to do it. Um, and if you can get past that and really believe it and be willing to put the work in every day, because it's, it's not the first call when you set the appointment. It's, it's very, in a very small percentage of the time, less than 5%, do I schedule the appointment on the first call? It's like the 10th call, the 12th call. Once you reach out to people more than six times, the conversion rate jumps north of 60% to actually getting them to set an appointment. Uh, the, the second part of that is ju- just, just knowing the scripts and knowing the pain points because there's really only three objections you get from expired. And if you can master those and know what they're going to say and be ready to handle it, what are those you're going to be able to... <laughs> I, I can give them to you. Uh, and uh, if you can handle those three and you know how to handle them, you're going to be able to overcome them when other agents, they get stumped or they get scared or they, they don't, they're, they're afraid to do it. And that's really what it comes down to. I mean, it, it's no different than working your database and calling an inbound internet lead. Sure. And if for sale by owner, it's just knowing the specifics of this lead source. And I went really deep on it. Nice. Okay, so number one that I heard there, you can say bullshit on here if you want. <laughs> just so you know. We're, we're a PG-13 right, show. Next time. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. No, dude. And, and I, I agree with that a thousand percent because I've heard – Tom say time and again that it's not about your mail campaign. It's not about your automations. It's not about, you know, door knocking and door drops and all that. All that can work, right? The secret sauce is calling and calling and calling and calling. Okay. North of 60% after six calls. Is that what you said, Tom? Yeah, I mean, and that, that's any sales call. I mean, that's the data's out there with all the sales research, but it's once you get more than most of the sales calls are made the sixth, seventh, eighth attempt, that's when they convert because they want to see someone follow up. And especially these people, because the number one complaint about agents is that they, real estate agents, is that their client never hears from them. Bad communication. So maybe yeah. that happened. Maybe that's why it didn't sell. I mean, when you connect the dots here. So the persistence will, will get you along, will go a long way for sure. So once again, it's the simple things done consistently. Gabe, how many times have you heard me say that in a team meeting? It's like carved into the back of my brain at this point. I've heard yeah. it plenty of times. All right, Tom, we want to get to office hours here in a second. But before we do that, I want you to give us the three objections because Gabe calls expireds. As do a lot of our listeners. As do a lot of our listeners. Sure. And he said he was taking notes and I see his notepad. <laughs> 
Um, so I want to I want to hear the three objections. We don't have to handle them. Maybe that's for a future call. But I would love to hear the three objections. The first objection is we're going to stay with the same agent. Okay. The second is we're going to sell it on our own. And the third is we're not going to move. And the, the third can be a condition sometimes because like if a job relocation falls through or, or something like that, that may change things. But sometimes it's most of the time it's just a defense mechanism because they want to get off the phone with you. Well, that's, I mean, that to, to understand the simplicity of the fact that there's, if you just approach the call knowing that you're very likely to just hear one of those three things. You're be faced with one of them. Yeah. One of those three things. And, and I, I do think that that's the case. And I've noticed, you know, early in my career calling expireds, I was a lot uh, more deer in the headlights calling expireds than I am probably today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just just simplifying it to the point where you know you're going to have one of those three objections and you can have pre-built handlers for those three objections, probably two and three apiece for each objection to know which direction based on the circumstances you need to go. I guarantee you that's how Tom gets these results. Oh, yeah. And don't miss. I mean, there was something in there that can easily get buried that you said, Tom, is like some of these aren't necessarily objections. They can be conditions which are very, very different. Objections Objections are what you handle and have to get over. But conditions, all, they, all a condition has to do is be met. You yeah. know, you can, you can create an expectation with someone that you can meet their conditions while still getting them the result that they want by selling their home. Uh, and it's a, lo- it's a lot simpler. Absolutely. Okay, let's, let's, move on to, let's move on to office hours because I want time to have enough time to, to answer this question sure. that we got coming up. All right, so here's our, here's our first question for resource office hours. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Hey, Tom, Luke Andrews, local agent here in Louisville, Kentucky. You know, we've all got the same 24 hours in a day. Obviously, some of, some of us use them a little more efficiently than others. Um, so just wanted to get, get your take on the one tool, tip, or hack that you'd recommend for agents out there to make the day run more smoothly and uh, be more efficient. Thanks so much. That's a really great question because time is the finite asset that everyone has. Uh, one of the things that I've done, and I'm, I'm sure you, you may have heard it before on the podcast, if not, I'm happy to deliver it, is make sure you schedule everything in your calendar. And I'm, I'm talking about everything. So my day starts at 5 a.m. and I'm on this 5 a.m. call. That's in the calendar. Mm-hmm. I put in when I'm going to work out every day. I put in when I'm going to make phone calls. All the team meetings that happen in the office. Appointments, obviously, they go in there. But I'll take it one step further. When I need to pick up my daughter at dance class, when I will not be going on an appointment or I'm not available, uh, when I have a date plan with my wife, because what happens is if you, if you don't put all that stuff in the schedule, inevitably you will schedule something else. You may forget about it. And my schedule has a repeating event every day, Monday through Friday from 8 to 11, which is prospecting time. So I know nothing gets scheduled then. So you want to really schedule the things that have to happen no matter what, and you can schedule your appointments around there. There you go, uh, yeah. And you want to prioritize them, like family time, you know, fill in your pipeline, lead generation, and then there's going to be white spots where you can fill in the appointments. So that that's something that's really helped me a lot. I mean, I, I you box you box yourself in, right? We're all human. We make mistakes. We 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 make we err. You know, we 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 have issues. We have you know, moments of weakness. But when you box yourself in and you've basically made the commitment to follow the calendar religiously mm-hmm. to the T, right? You you leave yourself less less opportunity for mistake, right? So Tom, 
I, I guarantee you that. And he, he knows what moves the needle. That, that, eight, that would you say, 8 to 11 is what moves yep. the needle for his business. Sure. I, I mean, I guarantee you, you want to see an angry dude interrupt him between you got a head i bet you wear a headset right tom i do yeah absolutely that way i can like take notes and type and it's actually like military grade so you don't have, you don't hear like a lot of background noise as well dude when he's got that headset on you want to see an angry dude interrupt him when that headset's on <laughs> like it, i i can i can only imagine but you know this is perfect tom because <laughs> for you to be the the inaugural uh you know resource office hours uh contributor um, this, this dovetails right into something we talked about early in the show. And that's, that's something you're doing new in your business, which is, uh, a show for agents. You're doing it weekly, right? Called agent hacks. Is that a weekly show? Yeah. It comes, yeah. It drops every Thursday. Um, and you can find it on our, on our Facebook page or on, on our YouTube channel. And the whole idea behind it is, and I, I've been around real estate a long time because of my family is that th- there's people doing things that are so archaic. And that makes absolutely no sense in 2018, but realtors just keep doing them that way because that's how they've always been done. And they think that's the right way to do it. And that's not how I run my business. That's not going to best serve my clients. And it's not going to help me scale and build our our business and our team. And I want to share those things with other people because if I have one more person tell me I've been doing this for 30 years, (laughs) this is how I've always done it. My head is going to explode. And the the realtors out there deserve to hear something fresh and new that's not the norm. It's not the status quo because 30 years ago, they were meeting in the office and pressing hard three times on carbon copy paper. So that obviously went away. Why are we still doing archaic business practices like that? So it's, it's been kind of a like a passion project for me because I, I, I love delivering value to other people that's going to help them be more efficient and effective so they can go hang out with their families and have a life. And where are people going to be able to find this too? Um, so it's on our Facebook page. It's uh, Tom Tool Sales Group. And then it's also on our YouTube channel, uh, which is – this shows you I only record it because I can't even think of the name of the channel right now. <laughs> well, I'm sure uh, they can just search your uh, name on YouTube. Yeah. They can search Tom Tool on there. It'll come up for sure. So uh, – but uh, it's it, – and we're, we're, we're a few episodes in and, you know, obviously – it's something that I hope people really use and implement and can grow their business from it. That's really the intention to give back and to deliver to the agent community out there. Well, I've, I've tuned into your first couple of episodes and I've found it enormously helpful. And our listeners have certainly heard me talk about the average age of a realtor in this country and the changing <laughs> of the guard that is impending. Um, and, and agents that, you know, come to the industry fresh and are exposed to these 30 year, three decade, five decade tactics that, like you said, in your words, doing it this way because it's the way it's always been done, they don't understand that there's a better way. Not to get like, you know, infomercial-y yeah. on you, like there's got to be a better way, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that, you know, people like myself here on our team and people like Tom and other guests we have on the show, why they're so valuable is because they challenge that status quo. We heard John Wentworth talk about challenging the status quo a couple weeks back. And we challenge the status quo. Why do you have to do it this way? Why do commission splits have to be even, Tom? I don't know. I don't know that they have to be, right? I mean, I think the work is – I know you agree well, with me. I'm I'm sure don't, there's a topic for another you know. day. <laughs> this is the, we should have talked about this earlier in the episode because I could have really got Tom going on the 3-3 split because he is the one – But that's that can, the way we've always done it, Jay. He's the one that convinced me to challenge that status quo. So that's mm-hmm. a, episode three, Tom. We're going to get into that. But – um, Agent Hacks is a great show. Find him on YouTube. Find him on his Facebook, Tom Tools Sales Group, Tom Tools Sales Group on Facebook. 
Um, one last thing before I let you go, brother. One last thing. Um, are we ever going to get to five workouts a week on the Peloton, just you and I? Are we ever going to actually keep up with that when we say we're going to do it? So I'm at four or five for the week, and I still got Saturday and Sunday. So, so you're just I'll making me look again. bad is basically what you're saying. I, I am. And, uh, <laughs> I, I've written 20, I think I've written 22 out of the past 30 days when I looked at my profile today. So damn you. That sounds like five a week to me. Gosh, <laughs> now he's just, see, so I that was, backfired on you big time. I, mean, I, I was making myself feel better. However, with, go ahead. However, Jay crushes me on the ride. Okay. It's not even, it's not even close. You went so, to drag Tom and he had, can, he had hard facts waiting for you. <laughs> he's got his app pulled up right now going 22 of the last 30 days. Mine is like eight. Probably. Oh God. Okay. See, you just give me the motivation I need. That's it. That's that. That's all. That's all it is. Because I, you know, I can't stand but to lose. You crush, you crush me on the on the leaderboard. So it, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can you can take it however you want. Get, get, uh, give him a follow on Peloton at, uh, at Power Tool is mm. his is his handle. Did, yeah. did, did, is am I cool to put that out there? I mean. People start following me on Peloton after listening to the show. It means you got some good listeners. Ooh, <laughs> right. Ooh. All right. Well, I think that's about all we got for today, folks. But definitely go to iTunes or SoundCloud. Follow the show notes. Gabe's going to put up, um, you know, a link to Agent Hacks. Yeah, a- Agent Hacks. He's going to put up all the stuff that we shared here with Tom today. He's also going to put up a number for you to reach out to us, leave us questions. We're going to be continuing this office hours. We've got a few more ideas that we're going to expand to uh, over the coming weeks and months. But uh, go there, leave us a voicemail with a question that we can pose to uh, our next our next uh, really exciting guest. We've got some more exciting guests coming up in the, in the weeks and months to come. So uh, from Resource Real Talk about real estate, I'm Jay Pitts. I'm Gabe Pruitt. Have a nice day. See you guys.